This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Welcome to another Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. If you're listening today and need prayer, please reach out to us by emailing prayer at somebodycares.org or calling our prayer line 855-459-2273. We are also sharing encouraging messages and updates via Facebook Live. You can find us there at Somebody Cares America. The sign in the tomb reads, He is not here, for He is risen. Each time I visited Jerusalem, I've gone to the empty tomb, and when leaving the tomb, the inscription on the door says, He is not here, for He is risen. Throughout the Middle East, each resurrection weekend, many Christians greet one another with, He is risen, and the response is, He is risen indeed. And although this past Resurrection Sunday, many were having to be social distanced and self-quarantined, the fact still remains, He is risen, and He is risen indeed. Matthew 28 says, Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Now come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and ran to bring his disciples word. You know, he is risen, and he is risen indeed. He bore the crown of thorns, that we may have a crown of life. You know, Isaiah 53, in particular, verses 4 through 6, were given the incredible promises of God through Christ. He was our suffering servant or king who made atonement for us. He bore our griefs and sorrows, was stricken, afflicted, and wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, crushed for our peace, and by his stripes we are healed. Wow, what a prophetic picture of the fulfillment that took place 2,000 years ago. I call this the great exchange through the high cost of love on Calvary. You see, Jesus bore the cup of suffering, the crown of thorns or suffering, and the brutality of the cross so that we could exchange our filthy rags for robes of righteousness. And through him, we can receive the crown of righteousness, the crown of life, the crown of glory, and an imperishable crown, and the crown of rejoicing. Recently, during Holy Week, I received a call from a friend, Jeff Kersey. He pastors Mount Horb United Methodist Church in South Carolina. Something he shared with me resonated with the messages I've been sharing the last few weeks as well. And I want to share a couple of his thoughts from a message he was planning for Resurrection Sunday at his church, via live streaming, of course. Here are some of my thoughts from my Easter message this weekend, said Jeff. The spikes on the surface of the coronavirus gives this virus its name, corona, which is Latin for crown. In the Greek, corona means wreath or crown. 
The coronavirus has brought nothing but fear, anxiety, suffering, and death into the world. And yet the crown of thorns, because of our brokenness and hopelessness, Jesus took our punishment. Jesus took on the sickness of sin himself. He is not only our vaccine, but he's our cure. Not a provisional cure, but a permanent cure. Sin, guilt, fears, disease, pain, and death. Wow, Jeff's words so resonated with me. Yes, corona may mean crown, and the coronavirus has brought us much fear and anxiety and suffering and death. But through Christ, who bore the crown of suffering or the crown of thorns, we have an eternal hope through whatever we may be facing. We live in a world of crisis, but this presents us with an opportunity we must not waste. We are called to be the light of the world, filled with the Spirit of God, a city on a hill. Light always shines brightest amidst the darkest hours. As we draw closer to God and reconnect with our families, let's remember to care for the most vulnerable. Somebody Cares Chapters and Partners continue to bless our communities with much-needed supplies, including N95 masks to our medical professionals, food and essentials for our senior citizens and families, encouragement and friendship for those who feel alone. You can be a blessing too. Give today at somebodycares.org. You see, a very important event occurred at the end of Jesus' time on the cross. At the very moment, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, It is finished. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. The veil in the temple ripped from top to bottom. The veil was a considerable size and weight. So when we read that the veil was torn from top to bottom, a supernatural event is being described as if some great pair of hands took to the veil and tore it as if it were nothing. We're looking at nothing less than the hands of God himself reaching down to rip away that which separated us from his presence. You see, the veil in the temple separated the holy place from the holy of holies because the holiness of God would not allow the presence of sinful flesh before him. No one was allowed to go behind the veil into the very presence of God except for once a year, when the high priest was allowed to go into the Holy of Holies in order to make atonement for the people. When Jesus, the high priest of the new covenant, finished his work on the cross 2,000 years ago, he shouted, It is finished. His sacrifice was not only acceptable, it was so perfect and powerful that it ripped away the veil of the temple, giving all of us access into the very presence of God through faith. We can now come boldly into the presence of God. Jesus, through the work of the cross, now gives us access to the presence of God, forgiveness, salvation, healing, and freedom as we choose to surrender to Him. The great exchange and His high cost of love grants us the power of the Holy Spirit and the hope of glory and the hope of life. Let us not waver in our faith. Whatever we do, let's do it with a pure conscience stirring up one another to love and good works. Let's keep our eyes on our eternal reward and the day when we'll enjoy eternal fellowship with Him in His kingdom. It is finished, and He is risen. He is not here, as the tomb says. He is risen. And like they say throughout the Middle East, He is risen, and our response is, He is risen indeed. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.